My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified New Nets, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Jesse, And I'm Natalia, and that's it. That's all you that's get all. today. Just the two of us. <laughs> We're back. We're back for another special episode uh, because there's, you know, certain dramas that only we enjoy out of the four of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know. They yeah. wouldn't get talked about otherwise. Yeah, um, bef- they needed a little bit of explanation or yeah. at least a review. Exactly. So before we begin, we've this is the second time we've attempted to record this episode today. We've uh, we've been having some technological difficulties uh, on my end mostly. I don't know who has hacked into my Wi-Fi or my internet in general because I'm hardwired in. Um, that is just making it just almost painfully slow. We have gone through many a device today trying to find one that we could use uh, to record this. And the only one that is, is my uh, art iPad that I use for making sticker designs. Um, So I currently have my headphones taped to my face so that they don't move (laughs) and cause uh, sound. Uh, So if you hear something, no, you didn't. (laughs) Please don't don't send us emails. (laughs) just like let it go for this one <laughs> yeah if, if if something sounds terrible please forgive us this time we we're trying really hard here uh we, like always like label ourselves as like the murder twins or anything but like tonight mm-hmm. it just can be the chaotic twins yeah we're just the, we're the struggle twins the struggle, the struggle twins, twins tonight <laughs> um anyway our other disclaimer is that this is a spoiler filled episode so if you haven't watched the show that the title of this episode is, you should probably go watch it first. And if you choose not to and keep listening, you cannot get upset that you are yeah. spoiled on everything in the show because All we are being you. very upfront. We are being very upfront that we are going to tell everything that happens in the show. That we can <laughs> remember. <laughs> that, yeah, like, it hasn't been that long since we watched it, but like, you know, yeah. we're we're only you know, we're only two middle-aged women. Like, please. I do that thing where, like, for a lot of my stuff, I don't want, like, I don't retain it. Like, once I've, like, watched it, I'm like, I'm done. Like, okay, that was, you retain the knowledge of if you enjoyed it or not, and then you're like, and I need to make room for new information. Yeah. It's gone. I remember the emotions I felt while enjoying it, but I don't remember the nitty-gritty details. We (laughs) do not have eidetic memories. We, we just, you know. No, no. We're just doing our thing. Anyway, yeah, we're today, just trying our best. <laughs> today we are here to talk about the uh, Netflix miniseries Hellbound, which just dropped like Friday. We yeah, like the Friday the like four days ago, essentially from when we're recording. Yes, yeah, from when we're recording this, uh, November nineteenth. It came out on November nineteenth, and we watched it the weekend that it came out, um, which was you know pretty impressive for me because a lot of stuff came out that weekend that I wanted to watch uh like the Wheel of Time series started a lot of drama um the Cowboy Bebop live action dropped Mm -hmm. that day like wasn't shit was dropping left right and center so we watched all six episodes and also I was watching Happiness but like listen we'll get to that we'll get to that on another date (laughs) that's another episode well that's gonna be a completely different episode once that show's over Anyway, we're here to talk about Hellbound. Uh, Hellbound is a, what was it? I guess it's a horror. Yeah, I think it's squarely yeah. in horror. It's like supernatural, sort of like a urban fantasy horror supernatural with cults. 
That's cult. right. Our second special edition, also about cults. If you <laughs> haven't noticed the theme? our first, <laughs> yes, if you haven't listened to our first special episode that we did earlier in the year, way earlier in the year, like oh yeah, I think January, it was the, like, January, yeah, yeah, that uh, was about another show you can watch on uh, Netflix called Save Me, which is one of my favorite K dramas. Um, Might as well. So you should go check that show and also that episode out but today we are talking about hellbound uh, another cult situation this time a little more fantasy a little less wow this could actually happen it's a little bit more fantasy however i do think that it the way that the series kind of portrays cults and stuff i think it does Mm -hmm. an a little bit actually more realistic way because there are they show a little bit more of the kind of off springs and offshoots of what is happening that like still tie into the main new religion yeah and they also have a lot more in the second half of the show because the show is two different timelines in one in one six episode show um they show how sort of uh, the cult cults main mainstream themselves and the different ways that people interpret their own relationship with cults and yeah. religion and that sort of thing. So, also like full disclaimer: if we are we are not religious, the two of us, so uh, we are not here f- to be for or against any religion that exists in the real world at all uh this is not about that uh Mm -hmm. so believe what you want to believe i do want to make a disclaimer because the show is very ambiguous on kind of god Mm -hmm. and or at least we just assume that god is the person who is running everything Mm -hmm. and making the prophecies happen and that sort of thing it's kind of ambiguous which it may be like purposely because it's a a, like a storyline that we find out later but i think it just in terms of this drama itself calling god god is like the easiest way to yeah refer to that character mm-hmm. so. so this is the show is not about any real religion yeah it just because no, of like we're we not going to be talking the about line. any yeah we're not going to be talking about any real religion or any real denominations thereof so don't come for us we're just you know talking about the fake cult on this fantasy television show Mm-hmm. okay there i think i think we've covered pretty much all the disclaimers yeah that, <laughs> i think we can, i think this we is can like start. all of them okay so hellbound it is a six episode horror show currently streaming on netflix it is uh directed by yun sang ho who is the original creator of the webtoon called hellbound that he made as well as an 11 minute animation that he also made in 2002 he did direct another film just a, you know, just a, just a tiny one, just a tiny little one called Train to Busan. Um, don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, I just, I need, uh, you know, Train to Busan does uh, star a very, you know, just sort of unknown actor named Gong Yu, who we did an expose on very recently on the podcast. That if you want to go check that out. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, the first three episodes are about these like crazy looking smoke monster demon things. Yeah. They call um, them angels in the show. So yes. So very like sort of 
true revelation style angels, if you know what I want. Yeah, they kind of look like evil Hulk. Yeah, they're evil Hulk, but the the character design is a little bit different. It's definitely something like you need to like check out if you haven't watched Mm -hmm. it. You should go look at the character design. Um, The character design is the same in both the manual and this. So translate, but they're very, um, they're kind of almost made up of like just tendons. There's, it's like strings, but you can see that they're kind of really big and massive. So they have like that Mm -hmm. Hulk body, really domineering and scary and towering over everyone. So a person will get, an image of like an evil looking face that will come and tell them that in a certain amount of time they're going to die and be dragged to hell and then on that date these monster things appear beat the shit out of you and then holy white light hands burn you to a little shard remains of skeletal remains mm-hmm. um and thus a fellow uh just a little charismatic man played by just unknown korean actor you are in uh, we're being sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> we know if these you're people like, if, you're, if, you're, if you're new to k-dramas he's a very well also if you're just new to us in general we were like we're gonna take this bit to the grave yeah, we, we, we 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 take the little known actor little known <laughs> show bit a little too far but it's okay because that's just us as people. Uh, he has created a cult around this, which, well, I'm sorry, not a cult, a religious organization yeah. called the New Truth Society, of which he is the chairman of the New Truth Society. And, you know, he's just like trying to warn people about, you know, doing good so that they don't become sinners who are dragged to hell by these creatures. Meanwhile, there is a cop who is in, at this time, in the first three episodes, people aren't 100% sure that this is actually happening because they're all isolated incident. And like, you know, when you see them on the internet, people are like, oh, it's just CGI, oh, fake news, blah, blah, blah. Um, So he is tasked with investigating the murder of the first guy you see dragged to hell in the opening scene of the show his investigation does not go well it goes very poorly actually and goes literally nowhere meanwhile a woman comes home a single mother comes home to her two kids and gets a vision of this guy this you know the spirit telling her she's gonna die in five days at such and such time she gets reached out to because the video goes viral or whatever, um, gets reached out to by this cult member, uh, cult leader, who wants to live stream her demonstration, as they mm-hmm. call it, uh, which is where she gets dragged to hell, and offers to pay her $2 million in order to do it. So that, you know, the two, she still she has two kids, so the $2 million is enticing so that the kids can yeah, have money funny. after yeah, she's yeah, dead. The- so she then hires a lawyer, uh, played by the absolutely incredible Kim Hyun-ju, uh, to basically like draft a you know draft a contract, make sure her kids are protected. Yeah, make like, sure this isn't just like a a scam, a scam. or if yeah, like it so, doesn't actually work out. Like if she doesn't actually die, 
they'll still get the money as well. Like, yeah, kind of so just, it's like, like, you know, just covering all legal, bases, you know, legal protections. Uh, meanwhile, this lawyer is sort of a thorn in the side of this cult uh, because she's been sort of working against the more extreme actions that followers of this religious movement have begun to take. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're constantly, you know, graffitiing her law office and sending random threats, you know, as things do. So meanwhile, the cop and her become sort of like working together. And the cop finds out that this cult leader has sort of uh, seduced is the wrong word here. It's not seduced. I mean, he definitely did just like what a normal cult would to kind of bring in a member. But he focuses on his daughter the cop's daughter yeah he targets there you go he targets targets the cop's daughter and has convinced her to sort of join the cult so okay gotta go back a little a lot happens in six episodes i'm gonna be honest it gets a lot happens the cop's wife previous to this like many years previously had been murdered by a man who was then sentenced to a mental hospital because he was mentally unwell. So the daughter has always blamed herself because the mother was out bringing clothes to the detective who the daughter was supposed to have already brought clothes to, but she got distracted and forgot. So this mentally ill man has been let out in the present times of the first three episodes, has been let out of the mental hospital. So this cult leader convinces this cop's daughter to help him murder the murderer essentially which is really fucked up Mm -hmm. in so many ways so there's a there's a fourth character to this nonsense that is important i think he's an important character personally to the overall arc of the entire story who is this random like twitch streamer yeah, like an influencer. They, yeah. Okay, here's what I find that they didn't really establish enough because you, the first mm-hmm. time you uh, meet him is he's talking about, you know, these things happening and very excited about like God mm-hmm. coming back and like causing havoc against very the sinners of the world. Streaming. Um, yeah. But they never like never shared that like if he started because like in response to the Mm -hmm. the creatures coming to the world um or if he was just already like kind of a zealous conspiracy nut and that was already his platform they don't they don't give you that kind of definition or background on his character Mm -hmm. so i would assume maybe that he's just potentially just someone who bond in the yeah like the the longer the show goes on you get the impression that this man is mentally unwell and would probably have jumped on to any sort of yeah he would have taken like any sort of radical conspiracy theory yeah and like real QAnon type dude okay like just that vibe um so he's like on his little streaming show basically inciting violence against everyone uh who's not 100% in line with this cult so while this woman who is going to be dragged to hell's like identity is supposed to be secret until the day of so that her kids are safe he then of course you know uses 
through sneaky means because you never know who's a cult member. And it turns out another cult member is another one of the cops who are supposed to be investigating the crime of the, the first dude dying gives up her identity. So then he's like inciting violence against this woman because she's a sinner and he sort of makes up, just purely makes up a story about how, I bet she's, you know, abusing those kids. So he sort of has emboldened this uh, gang of mostly violent youths. Yeah, he definitely around. targeted like underage yeah. kids. Yeah, underage, like, because it's like real, like they're teenagers. Yeah. Who go around basically beating up people who are against the cult. Yeah, um, against the cult or even have any sort of sin that they've tracked because like mm-hmm. one of the things that like it specifically is kind of focusing on is the internet and how they're finding information through the internet. And so yeah. a lot of the kids are finding names from like reports, police reports or that sort of mm-hmm. thing and kind of deciding that they are going to be vigilantes and do their own yeah. justice before. And that God they are doing them. God's work yeah. to go, you know, force these sinners to, repent through violent means so you know they're targeting this woman and her you know they get the kids like literally they have to send the kids out of the country like the lawyer sends the kids to go live with her relatives in canada because gotta like gotta get them out of the country well she also at this point she still kind of like feels that the woman is not going to be taken so yeah, she, she wants there kind to of be a scam. an option that she knew that she could get the kids back if yeah. the women woman lives. And also like set or she can send the woman to, to live the, yeah. to live in Canada, like away mm-hmm. from this cult that has taken hold of Korean society. Unfortunately, that is not uh, that is not the case for the woman is very dramatically dragged to somewhere who like who knows where they're actually going in front of a live audience, as well as people who have paid a lot of money to be front and basically in the splash zone of this particular event. Like a Uh, a true uh, look at a internet age public mm -hmm. execution, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. So, So then shit really hits the fan because now that they have this sort of live broadcast proof that these, you know, angel things are real. Uh, that's basically solidified this guy's religion and has now made the cop who was investigating things as well as the lawyer targets yes, because for this. The public violence. is now starting to freak out as yeah. and you so, would think they would do. Yeah, so basically the you know this crazy streamer dude and his uh, group of vigilantes called arrowhead are like now we got to go take care of all these non-believers like these you know apostates as it were so they you know murder the um the the lawyers like co-counsel um they try to like murder the cop but then the cop gets a call from the cult leader who's like no everyone like don't be mean like he's I need, he's coming to me, like, you know, he is, you're, like, not don't kill people, just, I need to speak to him, so (laughs) don't, like, let him go, like, it's real fucked up, Um, and then they also try, try being the operative word to murder 
the lawyer, good old Heejin, who they leave for dead in a pile of rubble after murdering her sick elderly mother for some no. fucking reason. And then you find out that this cult leader, 20 years previously, had gotten a vision himself saying, in 20 years, you are going to die. So he orchestrated everything himself to like, I don't know if like we're supposed to read that he's kind of insane or that he just, if he's going down, he's making sure everyone comes with him Mm -hmm. in a way. Because basically the cop then finds out like he sends the cop proof that his daughter murdered the dude. So the cop now is the only one with proof that his own daughter is a murderer. And so the cop is also the only witness to this cult leader's, you know, demonstration, as they call it. Mm-hmm. And so he says, you know, you have a choice. You can either believe in these human laws and go home and arrest your own daughter. Like, you know, show everyone that I'm dead and then go and arrest your own daughter for murder. Or you can uh, hide the fact that I died and pretend that I left the country to travel the world and do good works. And you can just keep living your life in this new world that I've created. And one of the major revelations that you actually find out when um, he's talking is that uh, since he has known about the creatures for so long, he has Mm -hmm. known the fact that they don't just target people who are actual sinners they yes. target anyone and it's kind mm-hmm. of random. And it's one thing that he was keeping to himself uh, specifically to further his cult because he knew that if the public knew that there was kind of no hope, like there was no mm-hmm. differentiance between people and it just, it could happen in general, they wouldn't be following the religion because yeah. what was would be the point. After his death, You find out the cop does not arrest his own daughter for murder. And then four years. Do you want me to take over this part so you don't have to do it? Yes, five years. Five years goes by. And then we get the second half of the show. So essentially the second half of the show kind of bases itself as an after. So the first half we have kind of the beginning and the rise and Mm -hmm. the kind of solidification Mm -hmm. of what's going on. And then the the latter half is like, after so a lot of like the actual growth of the cult and some of the you know vigilante side people who are trying to go against the cult you don't see because it's all would be developed in a four-year time the second half starts off with a character played by uh pak jungmin um young jay he is a worker at a broadcasting company who is working on a documentary about the cult and against his will yeah it's against, against his will it's just like will. he hates the cult it's he, like a he does broadcast not station so i think they do a lot of like new stuff and exposés of like mm-hmm. the, this sort of thing and he's a father new dad new dad he is having to stay late and having to work on things because they keep on trying to uh, fix some things the, the cold is very like protective about things and making them you know making sure they yeah. look good and like, essentially in the thing and also they're like they're like oh we don't want the sinners to look too you know sympathetic as characters like mm-hmm. we got to make sure that they 
people know that they deserve to be dragged to hell. And so his wife, uh, who is played by Wanjin Ah, is still at the hospital because it's literally probably like a day after she yeah. had this baby. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go in and take a video of the baby um, who's in the like baby holding room. I don't know what it's called. I don't have kids. <laughs> you know, the, 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 baby. you. the, the well, baby's in like the... Nick like you, but like I don't, ward. yeah, it's the a maternity ward. I don't, I don't yeah. think the baby is actually like was a preemie like or anything, or anything, you know. Yeah, anything. it's just a so, regular baby. So she <laughs> proceeds to go into the room and starts to videotape the baby sleeping, and that's when the prophecy teller comes to the baby and announces that in four days' time the baby will be taken and dragged to hell, and yeah. this sets off a chain of events because now we have a instance of a person who is definitively not a, a sinner yeah being targeted uh, by god pachtman's character goes because he has like a a person who he's working with at the broadcasting station that was acting weird and he actually kind of tracks him down at this like random lake and that's when we find out that he has been the friend had been um marked for death and mm he witnesses Park Jung-min's character witnesses his death and his like kind of like last pleas to be like no don't tell him about this because he does have some sort of sin it's not like super mm-hmm. crazy but like there is no sin it's like gambling debt it's sort of important to know that the reason that he's hiding the fact that he's getting taken is because this you know arrowhead the gang will show up and beat up families of sinners and harass yeah. you know their workplaces and etc cetera, et cetera, yeah and et cetera. he's doing it so he she, they also don't have to be around because everybody sees everything that's happening so they see mm. the person get murdered too so he, he's essentially trying to do it so he's not around and he tries to get Pak Jun-min's character to leave but he doesn't and so what you see is kind of like what happens with the bodies based on what new truth does and this is also kind of where you start to see that Hagen's character is sterile around and she has mm-hmm. essentially formed a new group that's like trying to help people see the light and see that the new truth is not good. It's called Soto and it's purely because the law firm that she was mm-hmm. originally on, it was the Soto law firm. So it's kind of pulled from that. And so things happened where they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to do with this this baby the the two parents are trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and there's you know a lot of talk from uh Sohyun the mother who is trying to figure out why this baby is is cursed for this fate and so mm-hmm. she ends up contacting new truth new truth once they hear that it's a baby they're like oh crap. chaos this it could be so bad at this point i'm gonna throw it in i don't remember if it's like before or after the the baby comes in but it's a it's essential to know that the leader changes in new truth yes there's the dude with the long hair who was the the guy who took over from the original cult leader they, they do a, a ceremony and make yuji's character the leader yeah. The other guy is very more like charismatic, just loves the power, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yuji's character is actually like evil and just wants to be able to kill everybody he wants. Yeah. And so that's a so big he, he works, thing. He works very uh, closely with uh, Arrowhead, our old 
gang of murderers who just go around harassing people mm-hmm. like and then you find out that like so, they have you know members in the police they have members in the judicial system and yeah. the government so like no one yeah, is ever safe you, you like find out that there's an infiltration um but you never really get to see the infiltration happen that mm-hmm. happens all purely in the time period we are not privy to in these yeah. episodes yeah. and so while she the the mother is at new truth to talk about her child Pak Jung-min's character um, has now met up with uh, another person at Soto um, who is like, we need to get this baby and we need to do a public viewing of this execution of the baby so that people can see that God is just killing whoever. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like a a sinner versus non-sinner thing. It's like, he's even going to be a thing. And he's trying to use it as a means to get people to see that new truth is not the way of the world and that we should be not like focusing on it. They have a whole conversation in the car where they're talking Mm -hmm. about how, if this is what God is, then we should not be revering him because God is not for humans. And he just wants everyone to do what he wants. And so we, we should be trying to take back the society to humans as opposed to it now being with God. They find out that the baby is at New Truth. And at this point, New Truth is trying to take the baby away from the mother. There's like a, a lot of chaos that happens. Mm-hmm. They end up getting the baby. And at this point, you also are told by the professor guy, who's essentially the head of Soto at this, even though mm-hmm. hey, Jin's he's the, character- he's the public- He's like, he's like out in the, in the front. This is what, where you find out that his character also had dealt with God killing his daughter, even though there was no sin whatsoever for his daughter to die. Yeah, his daughter was like 14. Like, yeah. You see why he's part of the group that he is. And so they get the baby. They have decided that they are going to video the baby and they um, meet up with a, a character who is primed for for his death, who decides to help them out. Mm. And this character you find out is the crazy guy from Arrowhead. Yeah, the crazy um, streamer from back in the day. And there's a scene where you see him like in like a past stream, he comes out and he's prophesized to die. And so now mm. he's basically going insane because God has betrayed him. Because mm-hmm. he's marked for death even though he's been doing god's will and killing those sinners and so he tries to kind of infiltrate soto through this baby they end up at this place where a lot of like survivors have been living who are like kind of impoverished and stuff Mm. due to the cult's infiltration the mother is trying to get everyone to help essentially what happens is that both the mother and the father are there together and they're like holding on with the baby and the angels come and they kill both the mother and the father. And then you hear a baby cry and the baby has survived. And the arrowhead guy at that point is trying to kill the baby because he's crazy. And that's then the the angels come back again to kill him, which is like, they could have just waited around in the area <laughs> for like the 30 seconds. Gap. They could have just <laughs> yeah. wandered around um, for a few minutes. It seemed unnecessary. Yeah. It seemed like a lot of extra work. At this point, the professor has been killed by members of the new truth to try to stop things from happening. Obviously, it didn't work out. The people in the area are starting to help get this baby safe. 
but new truth has now come in and they're starting to beat people just at random. There is a cop at this scene and it's just this turning point when the cop sees the new truth guy beating someone who was obviously not a sinner Mm -hmm. And it's like this light bulb moment for the cop and he immediately arrests the new truth guy, which then allows for the lawyer to escape with a baby, which she takes, she gets into a cab and the cab driver knows what she's doing essentially. And it's like the very end. And essentially what it's supposed to be setting up is the child is actually a messiah for Mm -hmm. humans taking back over the world. Just after this, we get a shot of the original woman who from the part one. Her body is still in the room that it's in. It has like room glass is now box. a holy. It's, the, yeah. it's now a holy place. It has yeah. like glass box over it. This camera pans on the charred body, and then things start moving and things start happening, and the glass breaks, and there's like she a is. flash of light, and there she is. She brought back to life. Her resurrection. Oh boy, just right, She's right in, right in for season alive. two. Just pulling, pulling us in. Um, for... And in human form. So yeah, yes. And that is form, essentially synopsis that we could provide to you for the show. Yeah, there's like a lot, some like other stuff happens. There's more murders of yeah. people, like, you know, Arrowhead's murdering more people. Like, you know, there's- Yeah, we don't need to talk about, because I, I want to talk about this show yeah, itself, just, too. What, kind what, of- what, we want to talk about our, our thoughts yeah. and feelings about the show. Starting with the first half, far better than the second half. Yes, I, I really do feel that the first half was comparatively I, better. I have to say, Park Jong-min, who played the PD, he's excellent in everything he does, and he was excellent in this. Yeah. Um, I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think any single person who was acting did a bad job in mm-hmm. the roles that they were giving. No, no. I thought it was a phenomenal cast. Um, but what I find is lacking in the show is that the show is about cults. It's about like, like the world being shown definitive proof that God is real and mm-hmm. how cults can use that to, to do its thing. And mm-hmm. I find that the second half of the the show because we have a time jump it's like we're given half of the the character of the cult as a whole we don't get a lot of depth into the cult like to like see that it see its actual infiltration to where it is at part two we just see beginning and end and there's mm-hmm. no mini middle and i think a show that was like so focused on the cult i think it kind of did the cult dirty because everything was just like yeah played off as like oh this is already a thing that we already know because yeah duh the realities of the time everybody knew all that stuff but we didn't as a viewer and, yeah. and it was just like this is kind of off to me my biggest problem was that i feel like the writing did the wife of the pd dirty because she's a woman who seems like a smart, capable woman who had a complicated relationship with her own mother and so was really determined to be a good mom, um, is married to a man who is very clearly and openly not into this cult. 
at all like very boldly says like oh this fucking cult like constantly even though people are like jesus like not into cults and he's not into essentially god yeah he's very much anti-god they're they're always like stop and people around him are always like man like shut up like the cult's gonna come for you like it's you know so you Mm -hmm. sort of get a sense that there's a lot of people around him who actually agree with him but he's just the most outspoken about it where he's like this cult seems like a bunch of bullshit to me like what is even the point of believing in it if there's nothing you can do to like redeem yourself is you know so she's married to him she knows his feelings about the cult why she would then try to turn to the cult for answers is a bit of a mystery to me like I get it but at the same time I'm like "Mm, I feel like she wouldn't um or she would at least tell her husband where she was going before she did it there was a little bit much like I saw where he was going because he wanted to kind of put those questions mm-hmm. out there about like you know you're a mother and you you're surrounded by like definitive proof that like God is around yeah. and like killing things um and at that point you personally like she personally only sees that it's sinners and she has this baby and this baby is a sinner and I get mm-hmm. where they're trying to like focus the question on like could this baby even be a sinner? Like, I mean, I know we said we wouldn't like compare to anything religion, but like an unbaptized child is a sinner, even if it's like a baby too. So I think I that's where, thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think that's Origin- where it's like trying because this like if you watch this drama, I will say that um, if you are just like a non-religious person, I think you'll be fine on it. But I really don't think you'll get a lot of it if you don't have a, a, a good backing a of, background of, of christian religion because it is set yeah. up like it's clearly like, based you upon could, you a find christian yeah find yeah. a jesus you find like you know a bunch of this stuff um and so i get where they were trying to go however um i do think that a lot of the writing in the last latter half of the show was disjointed and messy purely mm-hmm. because it was trying to rush the messiah story into this this half mm-hmm. and trying to set up a cliffhanger and yeah. i don't think the writer did well on writing a cliffhanger at all like it it felt like that was season two yeah like there should have been six episodes of the first part yeah that's what i wanted six, six episodes of the second part make it a trilogy yeah six episodes of the return of lady from part a well i mean like it doesn't even have to be i and i think like the the biggest problem and i i wrote about this um Mm -hmm. was the fact that it's just kind of you have this story that's like super rushed i think the part two is just super rushed and while there's great moments in it it doesn't mean that it was the right time for those great moments and it was just so rushed and then also um i think coming in from like you and I both are, are Asian drama watchers and we, mm-hmm. we've been in this long enough. This ain't our first rodeo. There's a real strong chance we'll never get a conclusion for this yeah. show. Uh, because right now, the only ones that I can think of are two like that have season twos that were Netflix originals that got their season two are two dramas that were literally filmed entirely as one season and cut in half. And I know for a fact they didn't film this as a full season. So me watching this happen and watching the cliffhanger happen, 
you know, maybe some people like thought it was really cool and thought it was this really cool cliffhanger and me over my head is just like well we're never gonna Uh get the end of this story yikes and and we got such a disjointed story too so we didn't even get like a like a cliffhanger but like still got a full story like if Mm -hmm. like we said if this these six episodes to say this is the first season and there's supposed to be two seasons so 12 episode full drama which is like a 12 episode would be like i think fine for the story that we have Mm -hmm. if they had instead of like tried to rush this messiah story that they knew they would not be completing within this time frame yeah i think he should have used the time to like more develop what was happening during that time jump so like i agree we shouldn't have started with it i think it would have been really cool to see the baby getting prophesized to die and the resurrection happening at the same time in the same yeah period. that would be clever like a really cool juxtaposition so it was it like it I also kind of gives agree. that like climax where like things start happening and like oh my god yeah. so we have this like kind of like god has taken over for these six episodes humans are coming back to take over yeah. the world in the next episode or six episodes and stuff that's where i kind of was like off about this series was that i'm like i'm I'm like really curious. So for those who aren't really like aware of sort of Korean religious culture, the Christian church has a real stranglehold over a lot of uh, Korea, including several, um, shall we say, very popular cult-like organizations. Yeah, like um, Um, cults are uh, prevalent here in North America, but I think we're spread out enough that we don't get like really kind mm-hmm. of bombarded with like the activity cults unless you're in the area that they're in and, and you know it's just like we're so spread out but in korea it's an actual huge problem it is a and- ver- like for example like at the beginning of covid cults were responsible for spreading the super, yeah the super spreader like the super spreader events were all traced back to cult activity it makes sense what he was doing for the story because it's so ingrained with something that is a problem for mm-hmm. Korean society. So I'm actually like really curious. I, w- I, I would be curious to see, read some articles or anything about how people in Korea who may be leaning towards cults of this nature are reacting to this show because it is doing it is very popular on netflix at the moment um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's pretty popular so i'd actually i'd be very very curious to see how you know certain i would like organizations especially because i do think there is a lot of times even though like i i do think that the drama is good about things can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways. And so it's up to the viewer Mm -hmm. to decide things. I do think that there is a pretty um, substantial or at least like surprising to me, substantial amount of anti-God rhetoric in the entire thing Mm -hmm. and talking about like how God is bad and how like, yeah, what he's doing is bad. And like, you know, why would he be doing all this stuff and what's going on? And now we could say that like, that's probably like could be like a red herring and really Mm -hmm. we're gonna find out like if we ever get a the second season that 
it's actually not God. It's some other supernatural force. We could get yeah. that. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but it's what Satan all along. I do think <laughs> potentially being the person that I am and believing what I believe and having a, a fairly solid background in Christianity, I got mm. a lot out of this that way mm. more than I ever expected a show about cults and religions to kind of happen. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of times when you like watch these things, especially when you're, you know, atheist or just like not super into religion and that sort of thing, it gets hard mm-hmm. and like kind of really heavy to watch things like this happen. And, you know, religious people using trauma or other things to just push their narrative and kind of like in this essential like bullying and taking over like the person's lives um yeah. and it's really hard to watch that it was interesting with this drama that like there was kind of like this like acceptance of like yeah okay like what's going on it's really shitty like <laughs> you know this mm-hmm. is not like a a good thing yeah like I, i'm sort of conflicted on this show because like i i did genuinely like the show like I thought it was a well done show I just felt like like I think we said earlier like it was the pacing was fucking weird man especially compared to those first three episodes man like the first three episodes were, were like also you're gonna hire UIN you're gonna kill him in halfway through the what is you doing I mean like, like we get full season I guess we now have cool. like a chance that like he's potentially like because we That's don't know true. if she's the only one who gets resurrected because we did know like we don't know why she was targeted mm-hmm. it's and, never explained and you know it could be like explained uh, this was just the first one mm-hmm. that you could see that never had a sin she just felt that she was a bad person just because you know she was poor yeah. or she was a single mother that sort of thing we don't know if like any of the other people came back because it could be that yeah. like Yuan's character came back or it could just be that's just her who knows like it's mm-hmm. yeah I don't know like how much they're gonna go like parallels with the bible is essentially what's mm-hmm. happening like if maybe what we think is not not really God's will like the the prophecy base and the Goliaths are not God's will and so her being marked for hell and then dying and not supposed to be going to hell she then yeah becomes god's chosen to fix the world essentially mm-hmm. so it she just, becomes what the member what what uh, the streamer dude thought he was yeah because he truly believed he was there to fix god's mistake i just i do i must say i did though in the baby plot line i did enjoy that desperate priest meeting where all of them try to come up with ways that they could justify this baby being yeah. taken they're like they're like okay i know we don't have original sin we can go back to original sin people are like we can't do original sin because then no one will ever bother being good because it won't matter anymore it's and this like, is Ugh. like part of the what i liked about this drama the way that the new truth was kind of working and then also kind of how they started using like kind of like what would happen if god came back in this like really modern cell phone internet society where like we can share all these things and like you know even the beginning the death that we see the not the the death in the cafe the death that the group of students are watching or the prophesized death 
that the students are watching on the laptop where the guy's like, that seems fake, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That was in Taiwan. So that was like something like kind of a nod to mm. if this had happened, you know, a hundred years ago, like nobody would know. But now that we have cell phones and stuff, we can see mm. that these are happening and people are like, have their cell phones out ready to take, you know, video yeah. of these things. And so what would be like a kind of hidden thing in something that happened in Taiwan becomes just the thing that like kids in South Korean cafe get to see like right off the bat yeah because they're gonna immediately see the actual thing happen right in front of them that was that that would be the case like yeah and I think that like you know things that like the arrowhead and his the streamer um is just like so pulled into what is happening with the world right now Mm -hmm. and I do know that the manual was written in 2019 and while that was kind of like before pandemic it doesn't mean that like he didn't draw from comparisons of what's going on in the real world and I think that was interesting and like how you know you can get these like kids who are essentially like bullies and if they're given some sort of freedom to do what they want they'll like latch onto it and they're like told that they can do like all these bad things they'll do it and I think like those little and not like, only, sections not only were that, interesting. Like getting getting told that they can do it, but that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. They, um, they, they know that they're not going to get in trouble or they like, no, they can just do it mm-hmm. without consequence. And then I also found like, you know, the, the scene where they're actually showing this like promotional documentary that this guy's being forced to make for the cult, where it's like, it has like this daughter who has to sitting there while like her dad cries behind her like reading yeah. out all of her father's sins and it's like that shit happens like that's actually something that some you know crazy cults do like it's a thing it's and not one of the things like, that like we didn't talk about this in the synopsis but one of the things you find out um during that like little clip of you know the the cult video is the fact that um people started getting prophesized to die. And so to spare their family members, they were trying to commit suicide. And then you mm-hmm. find out that what they were doing, um, the they were prophesized to die at the time, no matter what. So even if they were dead because they had committed suicide, mm-hmm. the Goliaths will literally raise that person's you. spirit and mm-hmm. kill them in front of their family in the funeral hall to get the completion of the prophecy. And I think that was like a, a huge thing. Those types of things are what I'm kind of like talking about when I feel it's like disjointed and we should have gotten a lot into the, that four years. I feel the first three episodes are so good, but they do kind of essentially go into it like a very short time period. And essentially like really your focus is on the one woman who is being the public execution Mm-hmm. I feel like we just don't get enough to uh, of like the growth and what would be interesting on how like the you know new truth gets to be where they are and and so established yeah. and how like the cultural shift changes within people because even when we get to the second half we are so focused mostly on Park Jung Min's character and his wife we're not seeing mm-hmm. the greater society implications look at this and also i would also be interested to see like is this a korea only cult has this does is this just but one 
uh like one chapter of a Mm -hmm. worldwide organization like and a little bit more about like why was he able to find these guys in the random middle of the the desert or whatever he was you know the yuan's character like Mm -hmm. how how did he get lucky enough to do that yeah like maybe maybe that was there he was just being tormented by them like he's just he, he knows the signs he goes looking he's, he's investigating i just wanted more of him he's so good yeah i just think there's you just left too many questions that i don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever get answers to even if we do get a second thing because we kind mm-hmm. of already like jumped past the time where we would get those answers too and i think that's like the biggest kind of downfall on this show for me because i really was excited for it and i, I was, was like super excited for, for the trailer of it i do love it was, train to Busan. and it was still enjoyable oh no okay? it was still enjoyable it was i just not bad it was it's, not bad but it was still like i'm not gonna lie it was a disappointment i was watching mm-hmm. it and, and especially because i was like after the first three episodes i'm like yes yes and i binged it all in one night and when the the other half happened it was kind of like I was sitting there going, like, you just kind of, like, yeah, you got, like, it it was so interesting, like, 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 what? Because, like, the the first episode of the second half, it was pretty good. I was like, okay, okay, as you were going, and then it's, like, as each episode went on, I was like, okay. Because it was really super interesting. You're like, oh, my gosh, the baby was prophesied to die, what? (laughs) As, like, it gone on, I was like, oh, more, and, you know, I could have had more with the the lawyer too like yeah <laughs> give like, more of her <laughs> i would have loved to see more about their like coming together because you don't see their coming together like yeah. at all because it's literally yeah. starts it within that time period it's not mm-hmm. even like it kind of starts before that and so that's also a thing that i think kind of gets nicked out that just because of the way that like they set up this second half yeah to go the way that it was that it kind of it lost momentum for me in those type of cults in the organizations part yeah. which i felt were so strong of a thing of a focus in the first half and it's like to to be honest like i could have even gone with more of the inner workings of the cult like mm, absolutely i like every all the scenes that they have where like you know they're ha- like the where they're arguing about doctrine and like trying to figure out yeah. like what what to do about the like that was interesting to me, it like it seems like if you take the cult and just pretend that new truth is just like one character, I feel like what the show did essentially was they needed the cult to do two things and they just made mm-hmm. them happen without like any disregard or or even trying to connect those two together. Even though I do feel like there's a path to connect them. We just don't see them and so they kind of get disjointed and it's almost like a little bit of a like a character assassination yeah. on the cult's part i want to see more i want to see more of how they and inf- like infected and i wanted to see more about the individual characters because mm-hmm. there was like the one woman in the group i can't remember i wonder if i can find her on the asian wiki um the one woman in the group of new truth who start she was the one who was like you could start to see she was really um kim mi su's character mm-hmm. so deacon young in 
you mm-hmm. could tell that she was starting to really start to question everything that was going on once yeah. that baby and the baby video happened. Um, yeah. And it would have been really nice to see her and a lot of those other characters like develop because you don't get to see those characters develop at all. It's just kind of like, here they are, you know, and you're like, oh. Really love to see how like Ryu Kyung-soo's character, like Deacon Yuji, how he came up into... Because he's, he's, he's a young dude. Like in reality, he's only like, a tw- he's only 29 in real life. I don't know how yeah. old he was supposed he's, to be, but like somewhere around that. I age, would like sue that he, assume that he was probably supposed to be close to Yuan and Pak Jung-min's characters. I think those three were probably yeah. supposed to be around so like the same the age 30s, characters. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, I would have loved to see how, because like everyone else in that group was quite a bit older mm-hmm. than he was. So it's like, I would be fascinated to see like how he became basically the most powerful member of this church yeah like yeah it would have been interesting to kind of see more of how they got to this super polished cult status than what we got yeah hey who knows like this once we find the whole like web series, like the whole manhwa, I know I'm maybe trying. all of this, maybe all of this will be revealed. I tried to look. I'm not good. I don't, I don't like read manhwas. I did like find it in a couple places, but mm-hmm. all the places that I found it was up to chapter five, and it was essentially the first yeah. episode, and it was pretty like dead on in comparison. The only thing that was different is the cop had a son instead of a daughter, and that's like really the the biggest like to be honest i feel like it's more sympathetic if it's a daughter so i don't know if like past that it changes or like how long it got to before netflix was like hey because netflix picked this up like in 2020 and it was like yeah like like, like the webcomic only came out in in 2019 so it's like and it was like a middle of 2019 it was a very quick moving situation they moved quickly on this one. <laughs> yeah, they were like, Which, go, go, go. And, it, and it's doing very well. So that could mean that we will get a second season. I'm like super hopeful, but like Sweet Home did very well too. And they're just kind of pushing the thing. Mm-hmm. But like, then again, the way that the drama is kind of done, they actually don't spend a lot of time on deaths. So you don't see a lot mm-hmm. of the deaths. They kind of, no. it's there to remind you that that's what's happening, but they don't make it like a, a gore horror spectacle no. there's like a little bit but it's not over the top the show it doesn't use it as a horror tactic and so then that means that you don't see it all the time like you only see like a handful like i don't even mm-hmm. think you see 10 people in total die really right like i feel like it's like something like that yeah like there, there's like you know they'll have like the occasional like when they're during the documentary they show just sort of like yeah snippets of, but even like you know, know kind of the main there's like the what three or four yeah main ones you see i see that like maybe this is like an easier thing because sweet home is definitely it's all practicals all the monsters yeah. were practicals and this is not practical Whereas this, this is, is all clearly it's cgi and clearly uh, which is they fine. were able to do a turnaround on this pretty quickly because we didn't say this but i don't think we said this in this recording but the first three episodes were um submitted to the toronto film festival and so mm-hmm. they they sh- aired the first three episodes of the first k-drama that they've done it at so yeah. they've had it done for a while too so i think there's like a 
easier or faster turnaround. Also, I think that the filming probably goes pretty quickly and then it's a lot of post-production. Yeah, and but I think like that there's just a lot of people involved and I don't know also what those people are doing because like even um Kim Hyun Jun's character, she had a drama at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So like I'm not holding my breath to a second season. It's really what's kind of boiling down to this. Like I do I want the second season to happen so I get some closure absolutely, but I like I'm just not hopeful. <laughs> like I'm just not hopeful that it's going to actually pan out the way that I want it to pan out cuz it really hasn't ever done that for me. You know, they haven't done that for a Netflix Asian drama for me in this kind of setup. Sorry, I just started I was just I was on the Asian wiki page just for the character names and I I scrolled but I scrolled too far and now I'm in the comments the fucking comments oh my gosh people guys just the hot takes (laughs) it's been interesting kind of seeing the the difference in comments and it's kind of like reactions to it because some people really love it some people think it's the greatest and then you have other people that are like eh, about it and I feel that like a lot of the like drama watchers especially drama watchers who have been watching for at least a couple of years kind of mm-hmm. have that feeling of like eh, and everybody else has this like oh that's cool which like it's understandable like especially because they're probably coming off of squid game most mm-hmm. likely so they're not watching any other Korean drama so everything that they're doing in you know, this is new. And while it is new, it's still like a K-drama. So like, we're a little bit like more like familiar with everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's not as exciting as someone who's like brand new and that's fine, but it's just, it's interesting to see the kind of variations. I do find that like, when I was like looking for things, so it was even like, there was a couple of like YouTube videos that had like videos about the comic and also I'm trying to see if like the YouTube video had it like they were just like playing those slides or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and in those comments it kind of seemed that like the younger male crowd was like super into the Netflix drama more than yeah any other demographic yeah I'm getting from reading these uh comments these reviews (laughs) on Asian wiki I'm getting the impression that a lot of people did really not get what this show was about at yeah. all. I, I could see that though. I feel like that, that this is actually kind of one of those things that you actually have to kind of pick apart and like actually like yeah. dive deep into. And I think into. you do actually, I feel like to understand this, you do actually have to have a basis of knowledge in how cults actually work. That's Otherwise, true. Otherwise, you would be like, the, like this doesn't make sense. Like, why yeah. would people be doing this? <laughs> we have uh, one one member on here who is very upset with the drama. Um, very surprised how a religion could be so barbaric. Nothing like um, Christians love, is there? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't hate Christians whatsoever, but I'm going to be real. The people who've been the shittiest to me my entire life all fucking love Jesus. Apparently mm-hmm. didn't listen to anything Jesus ever said, but they sure loved him. Uh, well, and and like, that's kind of like an interesting thing that I thought like the, the beginning of the show was almost trying to 
show like god was just mm-hmm. fucking fed up with people not listening to him and he was like yeah i hate this you know how like you kind of like question a lot of things about like religion and then question a lot of things about god where like you're like um if something happens you're like you don't understand why he would mm-hmm. allow this to happen because it's obviously like a bad thing and i thought that the show is quite gonna kind of try to like be like god is taking back free will to fix what humans are doing mm-hmm. it didn't really play out the way that i thought it was but but that's kind of like what my initial thoughts during like the first episode was he's really not liking that like nobody's listening to his actual word even though he like plainly gave you you know basic instructions before leaving earth you know <laughs> like it was just yeah. like maybe that's what it is it gave a lot of depth to the drama too for it not to be like a one path thing and like kind of yeah have this freedom of interpretation and wherever you're coming from it in your own personal beliefs i think you can take a different route and a different yeah interpretation like the, the drama is very open to interpretation which if you read the asian wiki comments people were not a fan of open interpretations and storytelling uh but uh to be honest um i love open interpretations you know i i this isn't going to be one of my favorite dramas but it's not bad like it's fine yes it's not terrible in any way like it's it's enjoyable yeah you know it's it's got a great cat like a great cast definitely one to try to pick up and with the knowledge of it won't be for everyone while I do think that like some of the the deaths are gory and I, I feel like that could be a problem for some people who are just not into that I don't think it is a full-on horror like I feel mm-hmm. like no people going in like maybe fearing that the horror will be too much for them I don't think that that should be a problem with you um especially because uh the goliath angel people are so cartoonish in a way yeah even though they, what they do is not cartoonish they themselves are you know they're it's very you know monster movie yes it's, like, it's very like kind of like super comic it's like it's a comic so i, I do like yeah. that like they kept it with a comic i think that like I like when they do that, even though, you know, yeah. there is something to say about like, it's really hard to translate comic stuff to real stuff. I just, I Ooh. find that was like a nice nod to keep it in. And I also found that like, it worked in a way for me that like, it wasn't like classically we see in other works and stuff, like the, you know, the Grim Reaper or the angels or stuff are always so mm-hmm. pretty and human-like and that sort of thing. And that these things aren't that. And yeah, meanwhile, that, in the Bible, angels are described as like eyes with like yeah, 900 yeah. wings and like but, fire but that's not what you see. Like, like you don't ever see angels yeah. like that depicted like that Grim Reapers, even in other media, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I like that they had this kind of like, it's not what you expect. And then I yeah. think that also plays with the fact that, um, especially what they were, t- the kids were talking about in the very beginning when they were watching the one in from Taiwan in the, on the laptop, they were like, this, this doesn't look real. And I think that was mm-hmm. like, it showed kind of like that whole, like, 
even though you don't think it's real, it is happening. And it, yeah. it threw off people enough that I think that was like a, a good added effect to it. However, I do think that like, maybe if you were a person who is very scared of the wrath of God, this might not be your drama at all. <laughs> like that, I think that's where the horror lies in people who would be in that kind of realm. They, I think mostly the general populace could be watching this drama and not be like turned off by the horror. Yeah. It's not by far not the most horrifying drama we've watched. Uh, oh, <laughs> we watched we watched no. far worse than this. Yeah, uh, like listen, it's it's like a solid middle of the road drama. Like it, it's not going to get on any of my like ooh top dramas of the year list. Um, no. But it's not going to be at the bottom of the list either. Like no. I've seen way worse things than this. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I do think that, and, like, production-wise, it's it's really solid in production and acting. Mm-hmm. Like, the acting alone, I think, is really great to watch. Because they're the all so acting good is incredible. They're all so good. And it's, like, I think it's also important to note that the point of the show isn't the, like, action, like, monsters dragging people to hell. The point is actually how cults infiltrate yes. society. That is the point of the show um yeah and- if you've ever seen train to basan he kind of does this route in train mm-hmm. to basan where he kind of focuses more on like what people would do and how the fact that um most people would choose their life over other people yeah and and that's strongly uh, shown in this however uh if you want a better example of this you should be checking out the show happiness <laughs> <laughs> which jesse and i are both obsessed with yes uh, and that like we Netflix, were like, though. definitely bring out the subunit again to do an yeah, episode what, on. once happiness is over if you're curious about that show it is streaming on viki at the moment uh so it's not a netflix show but if you have the opportunity and you like zombies and stuff of that nature this psychology genre, of mob the psychology of man yeah uh you will really enjoy happiness um it is not your typical zombie show the action is not the point so if you're looking for a shoot 'em up with a bunch that is not that is not the show that you will get from happiness and that is also not the show you will get from hellbound yeah absolutely so if that is what you are you know we're looking for that's not the show which 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 i feel like perhaps the preview for it may have misled um, I guess people. a little bit. I think, like, in terms of the action and stuff, I think mm-hmm. it's spot on. It shows exactly, I mean, like, the, yeah. literally the preview is exactly what happens in the cafe. It's yeah. T- strictly taken to that. I think I thought there would just be more that the fact that the part one cult representation and the part two cult representation is so drastic, even though they talk about the cult a lot. I think that's yeah. their... And I, I think steps. that this is also like this is a, it has a lot of commentary on like influencer culture mm, yeah. because of that character. And so this is this is not a shoot 'em up. This this is a human suck yeah. drama. Be better. This is a be better show. <laughs> uh, and it was you know it was it was it was fine. The acting like if they hadn't have gotten that cast the show would have been a disaster um like they really did get a like a that solid cast, cast how did how did they get everyone in this cast because it they like 
every member of this cast is bringing their a game i mean like even even some of the like the kids to the the oh, woman the kids were so good because they were there for the you know face to come down and say that she's gonna die and they were so like they have these like really great moments where they're so mm-hmm. just defending their mom and they're like she's not a sinner and i think they do so well and then even like the daughter of the cop because mm-hmm. you can tell she's just the way that she delivers when she's nuanced yeah when she gets to the point where she's like talking about why she thinks she is the cause of her mom's death and mm-hmm. it's a very innocent way like it's not her fault it's just circumstances happen and the fault lies on the person who did it you know that mm-hmm. sort of thing the way that she does it and she handles that is just it's really well done and she's able to really kind of sell this torment this this poor girl has that is Mm -hmm. so just not warranted but you understand her being so young and the the death of her mom happening at such a young age and then carrying Mm -hmm. that guilt of that you were the one to essentially lead her into the pathway of a murderer i think it's just it was done really well and i think like even when like we're talking about like storylines like uh, Wanjana's character and how it's like even though like maybe we should have had that later on in the, the series it's still mm-hmm. done so incredible well and she, like her monologue yeah. about her mother and how her mother did her wrong and how she wanted to be a mother and now she's failing even before she gets to be a, essentially a mother and I think she does so well with it you just get so many varieties of like just mm-hmm. really outstanding acting through all of the cast and for the acting alone worth a watch yeah like and it's only six episodes so it's really not they're all under an hour i think the most 50 minutes 45 50 minutes so yeah that's uh that's that's basically hellbound man Uh, (laughs) that's the cult subunit (laughs) we're back again guess who's back back again again. i almost touched my stupid mic again oh (laughs) I currently have my headphones taped to my face. Um, (laughs) This technological struggle. I just, I really love having this very expensive uh, professional microphone that I can't Um, use. Just there as like, you know, decoration or something. Yeah, just, you know, add a little flavor to my office decor. Add a spot you could hit your head on. (laughs) Yeah, and do often, especially when I have my hair in a bun. I do all the time. (laughs) push it out of the way just push it out of the way uh anyway we hope that you enjoyed listening to this special mini episode uh which is probably a full length it's probably a full length oh no it's 100 percent of all it's 100 percent full length episode a special episode uh spoiler episode on the netflix show hellbound uh if you want to listen to more stuff of this nature like more stuff from us about asian entertainment you can go to superfiednunas.com where we have every single episode from three years of podcasting. So we have been at this for a while. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a big back back catalog. Uh, we have links to everything that we, we talk about. We are every single Asian episode. drama watchers. <laughs> yeah, we, we have. Oh, and so there's normally, if this is your first time listening to us, we normally have two other people with us. However, uh, not only are Jesse and I the most uh, into crime and horror and all this uh we are also the longest watching of our little group we've been at this yeah i think so a, a while at least uh, like combo of us too it's a yeah it's a good the combo well it's like 
I think a good chunk. Yeah, I think like you know, listen, we were anime kids. Yeah, that's we were, that's anime, what we were anime kids. We've we've been <laughs> at this like, listen, I've been watching anime since I was like. <laughs> six years old like guess what was not on tv when i first started watching yeah anime cowboy bebop i literally yeah. saw the premiere of cowboy bebop on cartoon Me too. Network. <laughs> good old days. yeah i used to get to we, we i used to get bootleg uh yeah fan subs oh it's like internet everything. could not handle actual no. like things you couldn't even watch things on parts because you could barely no. like have a 30 second videos so. and i and we were and this was in the dial-up days baby yeah oh it was fucking live wire remember when that you shit? could remember like LimeWire? pick up the oh, phone God. and just knock off your sibling off just the internet ruin, oh. ruin your friggin actually we did in my house because we had a dedicated internet line oh no we because were... my because my mom worked from home and she <laughs> needed the internet uh anyway you can check out all of our past episodes on certifiednews.com. We're also on, you know, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, all of the, you know, all of the stuff. So feel free to give us a listen. Um, if you really are like passionate about the what we are doing here, you can go to patreon.com slash certified Nunes and become part of our certified found family. Uh, we have fun. We do little like movie nights we put extra stuff stuff that gets cut out of the episodes you know but our episodes will always be free so worry not worry we ain't about that life okay uh anyway we hope you have a fantastic week we we're on all the socials as well you know mostly instagram and twitter it's always that certified nunas one word uh we hope you have a fantastic week you stay safe uh, maybe check out a little little culty good times uh and have a fantastic week and keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye.